0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Let me ask you this. It's uh, Carl Dukes, Jason Lock on 4 Guys. It's in the huddle. Subscribe. Like us. We put out new episodes Tuesday, Thursday. We're talking all things NFL as we've done all season long and now into the offseason. Um, as we talk about the the free agent aspect of things, I want to ask you about Lamar. you've been talking about this for months. So he puts out a tweet yesterday. I think it read something to the effect of, you know, relax, never crack under the circumstances, and you know, and yeah. sunglass emoji. All right, we're all trying to interpret this shit, right? <laughs> what Lamar, what are you saying? Uh, the, the, do the sunglasses emoji mean you want to go to Miami? Does yeah. it just mean you're chilling? Yeah. I mean, where wh- where is he right now? Because again, the franchise tag has not been applied as of yet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I think where is he? I think he's in Miami or close to it. You know, Pompano Beach or whatever. He's because he's from that area. Yes, I think he's in South Florida um, as we record this. Uh, Eric DeCosta, GM of the Baltimore Ravens, will step into that conference room and meet the media in about three and a half hours. And then John Harbaugh is going to speak an hour after that. So I think, look, there's a bit of a back and forth going on here between him and the organization in terms of what's leaked to the media, in terms of, you know, strategically, oh, they said that to this person in the media? I'm going to return serve with my guy, you know? And so that's playing out. And so I think it's just really, again, I, I don't know. He, he doesn't, you know, he keeps pretty close quarters. Uh, it's a really tight circle with Lamar Jackson, <laughs> but he hadn't really said anything on social media. Not that this is much in and of itself either, No, no. but I think it's just him, you know, Hey, I know everybody's talking about me. I'm going to put something out there, throw something out there. Maybe it means something. Maybe it means nothing. But I think it's more about the timing, right? And so the Ravens are about to take literally take the floor, and message and send you know the 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 spin that they want to give to their fan base through the media. And my guess is he you know he knows that's coming up, and so he's just letting them know that hey, I'm watching, I'm listening, I know what's going on, and uh, I think he'll be as interested as anybody to see how they handle these press conferences what they say, what they don't say, you know, Jason, what's, in, well, what's inferred, what, yeah, what's what do, you, what do you
1: What do you think – obviously, they're going to have the same message. Harbaugh's not going to walk in there and go, you know, this guy's crazy and here's what I'm telling you guys. But what do you think
2: the message is going to be today? Everybody's watching these guys today. I, I think the message is going to be we've done everything we possibly can to to have tried to not reach this point. Yet here we are, and we're not going to give up the fight. And we still have a lot of, you know, a, a sufficient time to get a deal done before this window to tag a player closes. And we're gonna we're gonna maximize it as much as Lamar wants to maximize it or lets us maximize it. They will play the game as if um, they're not like like that. That this has just happened to them. You know what I mean? That that like I think it'll be a lot of things couch to the fact that well, it takes two to tango. We've done all we can on this end, but if the person at the other end isn't as motivated as us, there's only so much we could do. You know, we've done our part. Like I think they will straddle walk up to the line of we're not sure he really wants to be here. Where previously they've spoken for him numerous times and said one hundred percent, two hundred percent. We want him here. He wants to be here. That's so now- from the coaching staff. That's from the GM. And that's from the owner. But I think now that they know, they, and they, I think they've always known a trade is more likely than not. But we're, we're on the cusp of that actually being facilitated. I think Eric DaCosta didn't have to speak at this thing. And he decided he wanted to speak. And he's talking before Harbaugh. So that's mm-hmm. obviously common sense. Because Harbaugh... Now doesn't have to deal with this Lamar. The GM spoke to it. The GM runs the roster. I don't run the roster. That's right. You know what I mean? You, I, 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 We've said what we're going to say about the Lamar situation. But I think the fact that DaCosto wants to get out there, like the last time they spoke about this, the end of the season press conference, that's when they're telling you 100%, 200%, he wants to be here. We all want him. Well, that, that wasn't reality then. Um, it's certainly not reality now. They aren't making any headway. They haven't made any progress, um, and it's very unlikely that they will by March the seventh. But uh, you know, they got people sitting on season ticket renewals. You know, they got people looking at their budgets for next year: are we in are we out? Or you know, are we going to try to sell these seat licenses? What's going on? <laughs> and, and they brought in an a of coordinator, not knowing who the head, who the who the quarterback's going to be. So I, I think you will see a, a little bit of a switch in their tone. I think they'll be very much in the passive voice, you know, as if we're trying to do our part, but if the other side doesn't want to play ball, what are you going to do? Meanwhile, this has been dragging on for 25 months. What's the owner saying? Is he saying anything? Nothing. No, he didn't talk anymore. No, I mean, I think he's, he's had one media interaction, and I won't even call it a press conference because it wasn't a press conference, He's had one one media interaction since Lamar Jackson took over as a starting quarterback, and that was at the owners' meetings in Florida last year, late March. He handpicked four reporters who could come and talk to him. Um, they weren't allowed to, like, show any of the video on their social media or whatever or on their, their newspaper or their website's, uh, you know, URL. They weren't able to play any of the audio recordings of it. And he basically said, I don't know that what Jimmy Haslam did in Cleveland makes sense for me. I don't know that that's how the Ravens want to do their business. Um, that's that's an outlier right now. Uh, and in, in his heart of hearts, I don't think Lamar really wants all my money now yet. Because he hasn't won me a Super Bowl. And I think he knows that. And so we're probably gonna put a franchise tag on him next year. It's gonna be really hard to get a deal done. Um, but I, I don't think that he thinks he's worthy of this contract that we've been, you know, of, of that sort of a contract, because he hasn't won me a Super Bowl. Now, of course, people ask Lamar about those comments later. And he said, Oh, yeah, no, I think I'm I think I'm worthy of this dude's money right now. Like I think i am <laughs> like versus the rest of the league, I think I've done plenty to get paid. But yeah. that's it. He spoke once, he put his foot in his mouth. Um it was condescending. Uh, it, it was ill thought out. It was poorly executed. Um, it, it, it ruffled feathers in the locker room. It certainly ruffled feathers with Lamar Jackson. Um, and we haven't heard from him since he, for years when he owned the team, when he was younger, when he was around here more, when, when he was more actively engaged, when he lived and died with it a little bit more than he seems to now he would speak at the end of every season and he would be right. pretty candid. And it was yeah. something that people around here banked on, you know, it was part of their covenant with the team that we're going to hear from the guy in charge every year about the state, a state of the Ravens press conference. It'd be him it'd be the team president, Dick Cass, it'd be the coach, it'd be the GM. And a lot of it was directed at Steve Busciotti. He hasn't done that in I think five years. I don't think he's ever doing it again. Um, and again, I, I don't think he's going to own this team three years from now anyway. So, uh, I don't expect to hear anything from Steve Bishotti.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, and I'm glad you laid out all of that because there are a lot of people who will watch this podcast. They're not familiar with the inner world. Right. All they're saying is well, why isn't Lamar signed? And they don't understand what the process has been and how the team has approached this. You mentioned this real quick and then we'll move on to Derek Carr. Cause I got to ask you about what you think he's meeting with the jets again. And, and we'll see if he makes his decision, but what did you make of the comments from Stephen A that Lamar's camp had put out there that he has not demanded a fully guaranteed deal? You have this tit-for-tat thing going on with, with what you're yeah. saying, with the team saying, oh, hey, you know, he's wanting a fully guaranteed deal. And all of a sudden, Stephen well, A comes out and talks about, you know, hey, I,
2: I've talked yeah. to people and he doesn't want a fully guaranteed deal. There's context and nuance in all of this. Again, we're talking about what's now been a 25-month negotiation. I mean, they could have got this deal done you know, in January of 21, 2021. Yeah. Um, when they leak, when the team leaks numbers to certain reporters, they don't, they don't tell the full story. They don't, they don't tell you what the the number of years on that deal was, what the max on that deal was, what percentage of the max is the true guarantee. What percentage of the max is the injury guarantee they, you know what i mean it's just sort of a, and the a number jason league. was what 133 allegedly yeah. which but, is but, you, but you don't really know the full landscape to even put the number in perspective but it's like a gotcha thing um look do, do i think and have i reported that lamar jackson has intimated to various people at various times including some people at the NFLPA who he's worked with on and off that like I'm worth more than Deshaun Watson. If that's what Deshaun Watson's worth, I'm worth more than that. And if that structure is good for Deshaun Watson, that structure is good for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, Has it been conveyed to the Ravens that, like, we're not going to pretend that that didn't exist? And I'm fully cognizant of it. And it wasn't even just Deshaun Watson. Take it back to the combine a year ago, before Deshaun Watson, he was talking to people about the precedent Kirk Cousins had set five years ago when he got three years, 88 million fully guaranteed, which meant a year from that, they a year later, they're either renegotiating that deal again for cap purposes to add years or whatever, or they're cutting him and letting him hit the market. Like he's been interested in everybody's caught up in the full guarantees, and I get it. After Deshaun Watson, yes, it became a very big deal. But he's also been someone who's like, why do I need to give them seven or eight years of my service time now? You know and they control the back end whether they want to cut me or not. It's not really seven years because it's not guaranteed. Only right. the first three years are guaranteed. So if you're gonna guarantee me three years, I'll play for you for three years. And Bashani's like, No, 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 that's not how it works around here, young man. <laughs> you know, that's not how football contracts work. You know, and so the team would point to a well, look at Patrick Mahomes. Say you know, he gave 10 years with two years left. And I think Lamar would be like, Well, you say Lamar that Deshaun Watts is a terrible contract, I say what Mahomes did is terrible, from a player standpoint. Yeah, because you're giving up. That. Yeah, you're giving up too much. Yeah. So you know, is is was it always going to be more likely than not that if Lamar Jackson got a deal done post Deshaun Watson in Baltimore, that it was going to include maybe not full guarantees, but a remarkably high percentage of that contract being fully guaranteed? I, I think so. Was it hard and fast and explicit? And I'll never, ever, ever take anything that isn't at least you know a million more than him, fully guaranteed. No, I don't think it's been conveyed that way. I think there are shades of gray in all of this. But I also think if this plays out, like I think it's going to play out, the deal Lamar Jackson takes in that next city, whether it's Miami or New York or Atlanta or Carolina or whatever, yeah, Chicago. I think Detroit would be a really, like, mystery team. I think Detroit would be a really interesting, like, the proverbial mystery team that not everybody's talking about that isn't in the top four or five in the betting odds about where he's going that isn't in the NFC South. Like, whatever. I think the deal he takes for the next guy who he hasn't risked five years of his neck for, who he hasn't played through injury for, who he hasn't won an MVP for, who hasn't come out publicly and said – I'm not sure you're worth my money. And I don't think you even really think you are. Like, I think he'll cut them a better deal than he's going to cut Steve Bishotti and Eric DeCosta. Cause it's so personal. It's now. gotten personal. Yep. I agree. You know, Jason, you, 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 I got a blank slate there versus what I've already done for you for five years here. You yep. want me to play for one more year on a franchise tag for you? Another proven deal. A sixth year where I have no future money coming to me besides what the CBA stipulates. Nah, bro. Nah. I agree. That, that, nah. I, I, I'm with you, and that's why
1: I think he gets traded. I really do. I, I don't. St- and, and here's don't the thing: don't take less somewhere else yeah. than he would here. I, I agree with you um, because it's personal. Jason Lock on for Carl Dukes, guys. One other thing we want to hit: we will talk more about free agency. We are in the month of March now. Um, these dates are going to start hitting. We're talking about the draft today because the combine this week and what we're going to see. But Derek Carr meets. Uh, he's going to meet with the Jets again. So the the free agent quarterback market, right? Aaron Rodgers comes out of the dark room. We still don't know. Yeah, you've got Geno, you've got Carr. Obviously, what happens with Lamar, we've talked about. But all these dominoes, Garoppolo, Garoppolo. they they've got to. Daniel a Jones, yeah. Once these things kind of start figuring themselves out, and I don't know what the f- first domino is going to be, Jason. I, right now, well, I well, it should been Derek Carr. I was I, because it he's a be Derek he's a Carr agent. before the combine. Yep. But he hasn't made a decision. He's gonna meet with the Jets. So what what's uh what's your take on him right now with
2: Carr and his options? I think it's the same as he talked to the Saints, he talked to the Jets. I guess the Panthers will sniff around a little bit. But I mean is there a better he, place for him though? I mean, from his standpoint, probably, but in the words of Eric DeCosta, it takes two to tango. And I think a lot of these other teams, rather than go down that road with Derek Carr. are are just want to start the clock on a young quarterback and want to start building long-term in a way that Derek Carr doesn't provide. Um, A lot of teams have kicked the can at quarterback to a point where they can't just try to find the next Matt Ryan at the end, the next Carson Wentz at the end, the next Phillip Rivers at the end, you know, the next Alex Smith at the end. Like, nah, we, 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 I mean, maybe this guy is better than them to some degree, but we're, we're out of that business. Um, so, no, I think his market is what it was. And I don't think it's going to change much because people are now face-to-face in Indianapolis, but he, if he's smart, he'll make that decision by the end of this week, wherever it is. You know, I think Geno stays in Seattle, and they may even get done before that March 7th deadline to, to apply the franchise tag. Um, Rodgers is not going to be in Green Bay. Like, he's not, he's not going to be the Packers quarterback next year. Um, where he ends up remains to be seen. I don't think he's retiring and walking away from 60 million guaranteed. I feel like he thinks he's got unfinished business on the football field and he wants a chance to flip the bird at Mark Murphy and Goody and all the guys back in green <laughs> Bay and say, ha ha, I, I made the playoffs without you. And you're nothing without me. Um, you know, I think Garoppolo makes sense in Miami. Uh, he knows that system. Sure. There's a lot of uncertainty with Tua. Um and yeah, a lot of the teams we mentioned at the start of this podcast, like going back to four quarterbacks in the top ten, I think there's a lot of teams that at this point in time are willing to play that game and maneuver and and jockey for position to get the one of those four quarterbacks they like the most because there's a pretty steep drop-off after that.
1: We didn't get to it today, Jason, but it's not going anywhere. We're going to dive in to this Daniel Snyder BS. Oh, boy. Okay. Next time. And, guys it is a mess and Snyder's not going quietly and the other owners are pissed off about it and it's becoming a thing. That's a big time. So we're going to get into that next time around, but we've got plenty to look ahead to, including, as we said, free agency starting this month and all these teams maneuvering at the combine to figure out where they want to go. Cannot wait to see what happens in the draft and the anticipation as it builds for every team across the NFL. Hey, subscribe Tuesday, Thursdays. We put out new episodes Jason, man, great stuff. Well, we're, we're Thank just sitting you, back. Yeah, we're just sitting back watching this Lamar thing play out. But I hope you guys heard what he said. That is the whole background of this story. It's not just why isn't he signed and they're offering him all this money? There's a lot more to this, and that's why we're in this predicament with Lamar Jackson. Kind of, I think, it's the biggest story. I know the Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers thing nah. is, but I think this is the biggest story from yep. a franchise changing guy going somewhere else and yep. what he does for another team. All right, man, no we've got to run subscribe guys. Thank you guys uh, for being here. We'll talk to you on Thursday, new episodes out Tuesday and Thursday. We'll see you then Jason. Have a great day. You too, buddy.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too. With the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.